God bless you, amen. I wanted to I wanted to hear the choir today and the portion that came. I just needed them to sing a little bit. Amen. I can see they out of shape. I see some of y'all out of shape. Y'all ain't y'all ain't praising like you used to. And it got quick. But that's all right. You can get back in shape. Somebody say amen. Amen. We're going to get back in shape, praising God, because we never want to lose our praise. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank God. Good morning, everybody. Good morning to everybody that's listening in from uh, other places. We are thankful. All of Hope Nation, we are, we are thankful. This is the last first Sunday of 2021. Amen. Do you know I, I thought about this time? Has anybody even thought about Sometimes I think I'm weird, but maybe I'm not. Maybe we're all weird. But I, I used to think about, I wonder what it's going to be like in 2020. I asked that question in, in 2000. And we're here. And uh, we're in 2021. Amen. Amen. And so we thank God today. I want to share this before we get, uh, get in the word of God today. Um, and thank you for our testimonies. They were appropriate as usual. They were appropriate as usual. Man, we have to have people to testify of the goodness of God. And there's so much in there that's, that's impactful and that will make sense today when we share God's word. I want us to stay connected. And so in these next few months, especially during the wintertime, there may have to be some decisions we need to make, and I need to make sure everybody get them in a timely fashion. Now, I need you to hear me right now. If you don't have the church text system, if you're not connected uh, uh, text-wise, I want you to put this in your phone, and if you don't know how to put it in your phone, take a picture of it right now so somebody can put it in your phone later. But what I need you to do is to make sure that you have this so that when we text out because i can't promise you i'm going to text you out in advance notice you know we live in chicago right you know there was there was some times in uh before 2020 uh before 2019 that when it when we had a snowstorm we would just call all the men and say come on out and bring your shovel and bring whatever you got and let's try to get the snow out the way you know what i ain't gonna do this this year when the weather ain't right, I'm just going to text y'all and say, uh, come online. I know some of y'all mad, but don't get mad. Don't stay mad. Matter of fact, I know y'all ain't coming no way, so I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure. We just want to make sure. But there are also some things that we're going to be, be making as it relates to our church, uh, and we need we may have to uh, arrange or juggle some things. And so I want to make sure that I'm able to share this information with you. And so make sure you check, text the whole city to 64600. If you don't know how to do it, don't let that be the reason why you ain't got it. Amen. So let's make sure that we do this. Um, I don't know how I made it here. I really don't know. There's been so much that has been going on over the last couple years, it's crazy. 
and listening to the, the uh, testimonies, they verified that it's crazy. That we're dealing with things internal, we're dealing with things external, we're dealing with so much that it makes it difficult to praise God when you are not, when you're not equipped with the right structure in place. And what is the right structure? The word of God. Not just the word of God, but understanding the word of God through the spirit of God. Because it will acknowledge everything that we're going through. It will share with us everything that is going through. The, 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 uh, Timothy said that all scripture have a purpose and it profited us in doctrine and reproof and all these things that we may be complete. What does that mean? It means that trouble going to always come. You don't get a chance to, to, to dodge all the trouble in your life. But you do get a chance to be equipped for all trouble. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't get a chance, I don't get a chance to dodge all trouble. But we do get a chance to be prepared when trouble comes. Amen. Amen. And some of y'all know what I mean by this. Because God will, even, even when God says, hey, something is about to happen. That's prep for your mind to be ready. That's, that's when the spirit of God shares into your, into your spirit, man, that these things are about to happen before they happen. Because that's the spirit of truth. That is the prep that we get a chance to, to, to be with. And not only that, but it also takes us through circumstances and situations so that when the problem comes, we're already prepared. That's what I want to share today because I asked the question, how did I make it here today? If you don't mind standing with me, our scripture today comes from the book of 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 10th verse. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 10th verse. Amen. Amen. Let's look at this uh, together. And it says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Amen. I want to share this thought with us today. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. By the grace of God, I am what I am. I just need to acknowledge whether you're listening online or you're here today that I'm blessed because of God. And don't, don't fake me out. Don't raise your hand. Don't say amen if you don't believe you're blessed because you got to know it for yourself. You got to know it for yourself. And the challenges that we struggle with uh, sometimes causes us not to understand how blessed we really are. How blessed we really are. We have gone through a pandemic that we've never seen before. And some of y'all know it, it seems like it's never going to be over because once we got over, I didn't know we had to name the virus. 
At first, at first it was it was coronas and then you know everybody got that 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 rona. Y'all got the rona. You gotta be and so we named it. And then 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 it became then it became Delta and then it became uh whatever. Now now it's Omicron and you don't know what the name is, and I'm tired of naming problems. I wanna name the what what has happened for us and we are here. By the grace of God. We're here by the grace of God. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Many may not. But I've been in church all my life. When I was little, I went to church. Wasn't no not going to church. You didn't have an option. When, when we wake up in the morning, I don't care how late you stayed uh, up on, on Saturday night. On Sunday, you couldn't be late. You couldn't be sick on Sunday morning, you couldn't have no issues on Sunday. Y'all don't know nothing about this. I'm just talking about me right now. And, and so if you were sick on Sunday, you had to be sick all day. Matter of fact, you had to be, you had to be sick sometimes uh, on Monday after you got back from school. Because my mom always just wanted to make, and you just couldn't, no miracles could happen outside of that. So I've been to church all my life. And I was like some of you that when I went to college, when I, when I went to college, I just figured now I'm on my own. I'm going to do it like I want to do it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all said, I can't wait to get out of this house because I ain't never going to Sunday school no more. I ain't never going to church no more. And I got to college and I went to church more faithfully in college than I did at home because I, the experiences of God was, was set in me. And then when I got out of, of, of college, me and my wife got together and we went to the same church and we were faithful, man. There was no such thing as missing church. Even when we had kids, even when we had kids, our kids were brought up never to miss church or to miss school. That was just indoctrinated in, the, in me. And I've had every position that you can have in church. I've had every position that you could have in church. I've had, I've had, I was on, in the choir. I was in the, uh, uh, I was an usher. I was, uh, I was, uh, what other things you'd be in church? I was a Sunday school teacher. I was a superintendent. I was I was a deacon, and I, I was a preacher, and I pastor, and I was just, and all of this stuff. And I've been in church all my life, all my life, all my life. What I'm trying to tell you? Why am I trying to tell you? I ain't trying to make no fun of nobody who ain't been in church all my. All I'm reason I'm telling you this is that. That, that I had to sin while I was in church. Because y'all about to go one way, I want to take you to the right way. All I'm trying to say is, most of all of my sin happened while. Yeah, yeah, all of, all of my sin happened while I was in church. While I was holding every position in every ministry, 
Y'all ain't going to say amen because y'all ain't ready to admit your sin yet. But I was sinning while I was in. Yeah, yeah. I was smoking and drinking and ain't too far away from it now. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. I'm just trying, I'm trying to get you. See, if you follow me, you're going to go somewhere. Because God has helped me to understand all bit, I've been in church all of my life and I had to do all my sinning in church. See, there are some words that the church should not ever forget. I don't care how many some odd years, Sister Shirley said, I'm, I, I got, I, I've been in here 50 some odd years at the church. I don't know how many of some odd is, but I know exactly what she's talking about. I've been in church, and there are some words that should never be taken out. One should be justification. Just being justified means to be clear. Another word, we don't say a lot, but propitiation. That should never be taken out because it means a scapegoat, if you will. It means somebody that paid the price to free me from my sin. I think, I think hallelujah should never be taken out of church. Because when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul can't help it. It cries out, hallelujah. Yeah, when I hear the truth being said, I still need to say amen. When I hear it on the inside. And then lastly, this word should never be taken out, and that's the word of grace. Hallelujah. Grace should never be taken out because I know where the Lord has brought me from, and I know and I admit that all sin that I've committed, I'm standing here today by the grace of God. And what grace does, grace tells me who I am. Grace tells me who I am. Paul is, Paul is writing this letter in 1 Corinthians. And when we get to this passage right here, he's saying what he's saying based on where he came from. And before verse 10, verse 9 says, I don't even know why God made me an apostle. The reason why I don't know why he made me an apostle because out of all the apostles, I'm probably the worst one. Because I used to fight against the church. But God made me an apostle, and he made me one of the, of the greatest apostles. He says, but by the grace of God, I am who I am. And I want to let you know, and I want to ask you this question, do you know who you are? See, some, some of us got to realize and we got to let God's word get into our inside and take, take this thing serious because at some point you're going to have to know. And the great thing about God, not only does his grace, does his grace help us when we're trying, his grace always, it, it, it also helps us when we ain't trying. Let me tell you something great about God. If you ain't going to study God's word, he'll put you in a situation to find out what it means. You ain't in situations because you bad. You in situations because God got to get you somewhere. And because you won't sit down and read, I'm going to make you experience it for yourself. Hallelujah, man. Somebody go, I just, oh, Lord, I be trying to study. 
You ain't, you ain't got to worry about it. God loves you so much, he'll let some hell get on you. He'll let some situations get on your life. Because he loves you, and he's trying to let you know that he will supply, so he'll run your supply out. So you can turn to him. Hallelujah. He'll, he'll let you do that. But because of grace... There's some things that I know for myself that I know without a shadow of a doubt, I don't need no help from nobody. God has secured this in my soul and in my mind today, and I just want to share this with you today. And I don't know if you agree or not, but I need you to know that God's grace has brought me all the way. Hallelujah. And the first thing I want to say that, that we are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. Everybody say, I'm saved by grace. Ephesians 2 and 8 helps us to understand this. It says this, for by grace are ye saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. You have to know that, that, that salvation did not come because you are so good. Salvation did not come because you do the right things. And I think sometimes we get mis mixed up because we, we spend too much time trying to act right instead of understanding the power of God's grace. Now, I'm going to tell you there's something wrong with acting right. There's something wrong with acting right because you put too much pressure on you Instead of giving it all over to God, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a uh, a claim here today. I can't see everybody, but I know you in here, and I'm even if I don't know it's you, I know it's true about you. You have done the best you could, and you still failing. You have done the best, even if it ain't a good. Try. Even if you woke up with a with, with with it on your mind to try to do right, you ain't did nothing. God wants you to stop trying so hard to be good and get your source from the good. A man, a, a, a man was uh, there's a story about a man who was getting ready for church. And while he was getting ready for church, uh, there, there was a knock on the door, and his wife answered the door, and there was some Jehovah Witnesses. Jehovah Witnesses acted, he said, can I talk to you? They, she hollered up, she hollered, she said, babe, Jehovah Witness here, they want to talk to you. He said, no, I can't do it right now, I'm getting dressed for church, tell them to come back later. Jehovah Witness said, uh, she, she being responsible, she said, uh, babe, the, uh, uh, my, my husband said we getting dressed. We gonna, we y'all come back later. And they said, no, I just want to ask you a question. So baby, the man just want to ask us a question. Him being irritated said, uh, tell them I'm getting dressed right now. We got to be at church. They can come back later. She told him, my husband said, we're trying to get dressed. If we're going to talk, we'll go back later. So she started to close the door. And when she tried to close the door, the Jehovah's Witness put his foot in the door. He said, I just need to ask you one question. And the question is, are you a child of God? 
pulled the foot out and she closed the door. On the way to on the way to uh church, wife said, Hey, uh man kept asking, why was he so persistent? We told him he can come back later. He said, Well, he just asked us a question, Am I a child of God? And the husband said, uh, why why ain't you tell him I'm a deacon at the church? He said the reason I ain't tell him you was a deacon at the church because he ain't asked me what you did at church. So he, then he said, well, why you ain't tell him you in the choir at the church? He, he said, he, she said, he didn't ask me. Was I in the choir? He asked me, am I a child of God? Can I ask you this question today? Are you a child of God? Because see, the answer ain't no explanation. It's either yes or no. And when you don't know if you're a child of God, see, See, being, if you're not saved by grace, you are a creation of God. But if you are saved, you are a child of God. And those of us who are saved, we are children of God. And we got to know that for ourselves, that God is who he says he is. And the first thing about grace is that we're saved by grace and we are children of God. Not only are we saved by grace, but we are sure by grace. We're sure by grace. This word sanctification, I want to make sure you get this because as I've studied grace, as I've studied grace, because I'm wondering why God is keeping me moving forward. I'm wondering why, why am I able to do this and why am I able to do this? And I'm wondering why, why do I struggle right here and why do, and why do I have to do this and do that? All these things are happening in my life and I'm asking. And then the more I begin to learn about grace, he tells me this one fact, that sanctification is a part of grace is a part of your salvation and to be sanctified simply means to be set apart as or declared holy or consecrated and I had to get in the mindset you mean my rusty tail is sanctified you mean to tell me my waterhead is sanctified Y'all laugh if you want to, but ask yourself the question and look yourself in the mirror and go, you mean to tell me that I'm sanctified? No, you can't guess this. You can't be doubt. And let me tell you something. I don't always act saved. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. I don't always look saved. I don't always, Lord knows, I don't always sound saved. Yeah, but my salvation is not based on how I look. My salvation is not based on how I act. My salvation ain't based on how I sound, but my salvation is based on Jesus Christ dying on the cross for my sins. And I believe it, and I believe my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Romans 5 says this, Romans 5 and, and, and 2 says this, therefore, hear me when I say, say this, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. See, once you are justified with God, you now have a peace with God. <coughs> you have a peace with God uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have what? Access by faith into the what? 
grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Let me share this. He says, he says this, when you are sure of your grace that God access, God gives you, he gives you access into his presence. He gives you access into his presence. That means God and, and you have a relationship and now you know that God got your back in every situation, in every situation. Now, when you get upset, when you get, when you get overwhelmed, guess what? That's, that's your physical man going through trauma. But your spiritual man got to know without a shadow of a doubt that you are saved by grace. Let, let, me, let, me, let me see, access, access. We have access with God. I remember leaving uh, church one, one Sunday, and uh, as we always do, um, we pretty much the last few that leave, and, and, and me and Shane and everybody drove different cars, but Shane said, Pumpa, can I ride with you? And I'm like, I said, sure. And there were some, there were some, uh, some members and family that was like, Shane, you can't ride in that car. You got to go with your mama. You ain't got no business. You came with her, you got to go back with her. And then somebody else chimed in and said, you, Shane, you can't go. You didn't come with them. You got to go with your mama. And somebody else chimed in and said, boy, your, your mama, your grandmama and granddad don't want you in the car with them. They said, get in the other car and you go with them. And I love my grandson. He a trip. He looked at the one who said it. Then he looked at the other one who said it. Then he looked at the third one he said it. And then he told all three of them, he said, this is my papa car, I'm going with him. I'm, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. How many of y'all know when trouble come, where your help come from? How many of y'all know when things go awry in your life, where your true help come from? See, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I, I need you to miss this. You got to be a crook to understand what I'm talking about. You got to be a crook to understand what I'm talking about right now. You got to be a big liar to understand what I'm talking about right now. You got to be a whoremonger to understand what I'm talking about right now. Because if you've been good all your life, you don't even know what grace is. You ain't got no comprehension. It's just a word that other folks use. But everybody who's a crook in here, everybody who's a big liar in here, everybody who's a whoremonger in here, everybody who has done something wrong, they know it was nothing but the grace. Yeah, yeah, if you a crook like me, if you a big liar like me, if you a whoremonger like me, you know what grace is. But if you've been trying to act right and your little attempts, that's what you, that's what you measuring on, you still don't know what grace is. You still don't know what grace is. And guess what? I know for, uh, 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 I know for sure you ain't doing nothing either. Don't ever tell nobody how long you've been in church and you ain't done nothing yet. Don't tell nobody how long you done done anything unless you know that God, because when you know who God is, 
you take chances on God. When you weak, you know that God makes you strong. And see, if you ain't weak, boy, I know it's some, oh God, I just, I was hoping I wasn't going to be the only one. But see, it's some weak people in here. It's some liars in here. Oh Lord, there's a lot of whoremongers in here. And don't get beside yourself. You didn't, if you ain't doing it now, you used to. Oh, don't you stand here and go, oh, I can't believe. No, you was dipping a long time ago. And we thank God for his. Yeah, yeah, talk back to me. That, that is what, that is what we need to understand. And you got to be bad to understand how good God is. Ain't no way you're going to understand God unless you are the worst of the worst. Paul said, I shouldn't even be called a, a, an apostle for where I come from. And don't you stand here and act like you ain't been doing nothing because you have. And if you want to know the grace of God, you got to admit that I'm bad so that I got to understand how good God is. Amen. The two folks in here, that's man, and say, I ain't did none of that. Lord, know that your inability to understand how bad you are keeps you from understanding the grace of God. Let me, let me help you to understand you didn't do nothing to get God's grace. If you didn't do nothing to get God's grace, you can't do nothing to lose God's grace. I'm going to say that one again. If you didn't do nothing to get it, you don't do nothing to lose it. If you, if you lose it, it simply means you never had it. So you got to know the word of God. And, and somebody told me once, faith that fizzles before the finish had a, faithful, had a fatal flaw from the first. Anything that don't make it to the end mean it was already messed up in the beginning. You may have joined church, but you wasn't saved. You joined church because you was trying to get with some woman. You joined church because your boo was at this church. You didn't care nothing about the Lord. Y'all ain't going to talk back to me. Online, I know y'all know what I'm talking about. You had a reason why, and it don't finish. Why? Because you got to understand when we are truly saved, the Bible says that he secures us into the day of redemption. That means he, he puts us in like a preservative jar. He seals us into the end. There ain't nothing but grace. Now, I may backslide. I may make some mistakes, watch, watch, I need you to get this, but I'll never lose my salvation. Now, I need you to understand this. You don't lose your salvation, but you can lose your rewards that come with the blessings of God. See, when you, when you are, you may, you may end up stunting your blessings that were coming your way, but you'll never lose your salvation. 
Yeah, yeah. That's that's heavy right there. But not only not only am I am I sure by grace, and not only am I saved by grace, but I'm secured by grace. I'm secure. I'm secure by grace. Regeneration. Regeneration is a part of grace. Regeneration is reformed or reborn. It especially in a spiritual or moral sense, it regrows and replaces that which was lost or injured tissue. What regeneration is, is that God's grace will rejuvenate what you have lost. God's grace will replace what you have lost. That, that's what grace does. I, I need you. I need you to understand that your walk with God is special, and I have to play. I have to pay close attention, very close attention to my situation, even when they don't look right. I'm finna go somewhere. I'm hoping I help you because all of us have gone through some real crazy stuff over the last couple of years. There's some things. Some people have died on us. Some people have. We have lost some things. We have. We have had to endure some things. Some 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 situations we have not been prepared for has happened to us. But it does not mean that God does not love us. Please know that God wants to give you. <sighs> Sometimes God want to gift you, but he have to shift you in order to gift you. He want to gift you, but you ain't ready for the gift. So he have to shift you. He have to move things out of the way. Now, now what happens is, what, it, what this is called, I like to call this disappointment of deliverance. The disappointment that happens when God is delivering you out of something. See, you're used to having everything line up. But God says, you can't live like that. I don't need you to line up. So I bring some, some uncomfortable things into your life that you don't get a chance to control. I know somebody know what I'm talking about because you're trying to be strong on your own. You're trying to live uh, tight on your own, but you can't because God don't want you to live like that because you're depending on you. He wants you to depend on him. And so he'll let some things get out of control so that you give him control. See, that was, the, that was the problem with the children of Israel. They were in bondage. God says, I don't want you in bondage. I'm going to set you free. Now, you've seen me do all those, those uh, you've seen all those tragic things that happened uh, in Egypt. You saw me open the Red Sea. You saw me feed you. But sometimes when you, when you are not sure where you're going, you complain instead of thank God. God moves you when you fit. Watch this. God moves you, but you still feel stuck. And instead of you feeling gratitude, you feel complaining in your spirit. See, we are creatures of habit. And when our habit has to change, understand this. Sometimes you complain too much instead of thank too much. 
I'm talking to somebody that's in a, that's in an uncomfortable situation right now or you feel stuck right now and don't think you're getting anywhere. God wants you to thank him so that your mind will change. God will allow you to look like you're losing in order for you to win. God will actually, he will, he, God will actually allow you to look like you're losing in order for you to win. I'm going to say it one more time. God is actually allowing you to look like. In Ephesians 3, thank you God for bringing, he says, you are, you are my showpiece. If you are saved, you are saved by grace. If you're saved by grace, God will place you into places where you are now the center of attention. He will show you off, and this is how he shows you off. He don't always show your glory. Sometimes he show your mess because he has to show you messy to show how good he is. And he likes to bring you down or allow you to go through some things so that you have to trust him so that he can show you off as a faithful believer in Christ. Amen. Amen. He'll show you that. And, and, and see, this is what I had to learn. See, I ain't never been first. I ain't never been first. I'm going to say it again. I ain't never been first. I've been living long enough. I've never been first. And guess what? I am secure now that I'm not the first choice. Everything I've gone through, I've never been the first. So all these candidates, I can wear my best suit. I can use the best vocabulary I got. I can use the best thing I know, it ain't going to work. Because there's always going to be somebody better than me. They're going to be vocabulary, their, their vocabulary is going to be better than mine. Their posture and their, they may look better than me. I never worry about that now. Guess why? Because I know grace ain't got nothing to do with my stuff. Can I tell you something? Can I, can, can I say, everything I got didn't make sense. Every door that's been opened didn't make sense. I've been in positions without experience. I've been in, in prominent rooms without the appropriate contacts. I have been, I've had favor without real relationships. Why? Because now I know it's by the grace of God. So I don't have to chase after people because God has what I need. I don't have to compete with people because competing put me in their game. Competing puts me in the world game. When I know that God will supply, he don't say I will supply whatever I got left. He says, I will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That simply means that I don't have to look at what you got in order to figure out what I'm going to get. See, that's how, that's, how, that's how when you don't know about grace, you're looking down the line to see how much left. But you don't have to do that. Why? Because God, if you know God, got it. I have been along, and I just need three people to help me with this. I have been in situations where I thought I didn't have a chance. And God stepped in 
And when I say he opened the door, he opened the door and helped me to see how good he is. Now I know that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but he that endure to the end. And all I got to do is stay with him and he always make a way. Amen. But not only am I saved by grace, I am sure by grace. Not only am I sure by grace, but I'm secure by grace. But lastly, I want to tell you this, I'm surprised by grace. I'm surprised by grace. Even though God has given me an inkling of what grace is, I still don't know what it is because it goes further than my understanding. This is called dispensation or special dispensation. This is a fancy word. When I, when I, when I, when I learned this, this was, this was awesome. This is what get me excited because not having what I need is not how I look at things now. Dispensation simply means this. It's an exemption. Anybody know what an exemption is? Let me, let me help you if you don't know. If you are a senior, you get exemptions on your taxes. That simply means your taxes ain't like everybody else's. Any seniors in here? Y'all talk back to me. When you become a certain age, you get what is called an exemption. That means you don't pay what everybody else pays. When you have an exemption, it means it's an exemption from a rule or a usual requirement, a system of order. Watch this. A government or organization, community accession, especially existing at a particular time. It means that the rules that the world go by ain't the rules that God go by. When you understand grace, it got to surprise you because the rules that the world go by Ain't the rules that God go by. When, when we talk about favor, favor ain't fair. Why it ain't fair? Because the rules not the same for people that's with God. It don't matter what they doing in the world. It don't matter what they have in the world. It don't matter because the rules for us who are saved and have grace in their life, you ain't got the same rules. There are some surprises when, it, when it's time we're going to be surprised when it's time to go to heaven. You know that when we get to heaven, uh, 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 when we get to heaven, there are going to be some people that's going to open the door for us and they, we're going to say, how you get here? And then, the, then when you get around there, you're going to be looking around and go, where's so-and-so? And somebody going to whisper to you, they ain't make it. And then you're going to have to look in the mirror yourself and say, I don't believe that I'm even here. There's going to be surprise. See, I'm surprised. Watch this. I'm surprised how God uses me, though he knows who I am. God uses me, even though he knows who I am. I want you to say that to yourself. Everybody say, God uses me, even though he knows who I am. I want you to believe that now. See, I'm surprised by this. I'm surprised that God loves me with all the evidence that he have about me. And other Negroes don't like me and they own speculation. Let me say it one more time. God loves me even though he know and got evidence about me. 
But it's some folk that don't love me or like me, and they ain't got no evidence. They didn't heard somebody say something bad about me and have decided not to like me. But God got evidence on me. So why would I let somebody who ain't even, who, who got hearsay on me, take my mind and my ear and God who know I ain't no good and still use me anyway? He'll still use you anyway. He'll still use us anyway. You don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know what you're mad about with me because you ain't seen me do nothing, but you're mad because I, I, I got shoes you don't like. You're mad at me because my hand like you want it to be. You won't even know why you're mad, but it don't matter because I got a God who loves me. Yeah. There's a lady by the name of Tanya. There's a lady by the name of Tanya Tucker. She was... Uh, she was on death row in a prison right outside of, uh, of uh, Texas, Houston, Texas. She's on death row. Her and this guy, her and this booze I guess she was with, stuck up some tourists and they stabbed them up and killed them. And she was on death row. When she got to death row, she kept asking for pardons and, you know, to be released, and the governor said no. During that time, the, uh, the person she was with, he died in prison. And so when she was about to be executed, of course, she came to the execution, talked to the family, and said, listen, I want to apologize for everything, and I need y'all to forgive me if you can. Forgive me in your heart. And she was ultimately executed. What, why did I say that? Um, because she got saved in prison. Now watch this. I'm surprised. This surprises me. If the people she stabbed up didn't accept Jesus Christ, they going to hell. And her who did the killing Gonna go to heaven. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, y'all, there's too much. This, this too much. This too much. And if you're mad, you don't understand what grace is. And if you're mad and say, how is it that a killer could go and make it to heaven? You, you done missed grace all along. See, you're still working off your own strength. Just because you ain't killed nobody. Do you know you can go to, you can go to hell for not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You can feed all the people you want to. You can be as nice as you want to be. You cannot have cursed a day in your life, but you're going to curse in hell. You have to accept Jesus Christ. And, and guess what? Somebody will holler out, that ain't fair. Somebody else will holler out, that ain't just. But let me holler back at you. That ain't nothing but grace. See, when you truly understand grace, you're understanding it from a spiritual perspective, not a human perspective. And let me tell you this. God won't let me get into a situation. His grace won't see me through. 
God won't let me get into any situation that his grace won't see me through. He knows all of my struggles. Yeah. He knows all of my trouble. Somebody say, he knows all of my situations. <laughs> it ain't nothing but the grace, come on somebody, of the Lord. He knows all my sickness. He knows all my backsliding. Somebody said, he knows all my backroom activity. But it was nothing but the grace of the Lord. And he has already provided grace that I need. And that lets me know that's the reason why I'm here. I'm here because of the grace of the Lord. And I, there's, a, there's a song that, I, that we've been singing for years and years. And I love this song because it speaks to the grace that God has placed in my life. And it says, there's trouble in my way. Uh, I got to cry sometimes. So much trouble. I got to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night. Hey, but somebody say, that is all right. Somebody go, I know, I know, I know, I know. Jesus, he will fix it somehow. If he don't do it by tomorrow, I'll just wait on him one more week. And if he don't do it by a week, I'll wait on them till the month go by. And if you don't do it by in a month, I'll just wait on them till the next year. But if you don't do it by next year, I'll, I'll get to the place that I'll, I'll wait and say, I know he'll bless me after a while. Is there anybody here that know what I'm talking about? That I, I've, I've, been, I've been struggling and straining, but I know by the grace of God, he has kept me. And I know that after a while, God will come by and seek me, see about me. Be not dismayed, whatever betide. God will come and see about me. Beneath my wings of love abide, God will take care of me. It was the grace that woke me up this morning. It was grace that started me on my way. It was grace that kept me when nobody else could keep me. I love the grace of God. And because of grace, I can make it to tomorrow. Because of grace, I can stand right now. It was the grace of the Lord. And if you know anything about grace, somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Come on, holler with me. Oh, oh yeah. Hallelujah. 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 And the reason I know is because he died he died on Friday. 
But that ain't what I'm happy about. Not just that, but on Sunday morning, the Bible said he got up with all power in his hands. And now with all power, he's given me the dispensation that the rules of the world don't count to me. That I have another rule that go by and it's called by the grace. If you don't mind, just look at your neighbor. Don't touch him and say, by the grace of God, I'm here today. I don't know about you, but by the grace of God, hey, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah, he's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. You may be going through something right now. You may be going through some things right now. Know that God's grace is sufficient. It's sufficient means that that was the next, that was the next, but I just needed to stop. That his grace is sufficient. He will handle, he will take you through everything. Thank you. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise, everybody. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody in the house, stand to your feet. Know this, know this, that God loves you. Know this, that God cares about you. Know that he wants you to be in the best place, but you got to understand grace for yourself. Every liar, every whoremonger, every cheater, every thief, every gossiper. I may not know yours, but I'm talking to you too. When you know how bad you've been, that's when you can understand how good God's grace is. We're gonna pray and if there's somebody here that needs the Lord, if you need them online, I want you to click that join link. If you're here, I want you to give your life to the Lord. God, in the name of Jesus, we come right now and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for how you have helped us. We thank you for how you have kept us. But we thank you for your grace. Your grace that have kept us. Thank you, Jesus. Now, God, if there's somebody here that needs your grace, because somebody worried about who they are, I pray that, God, that I've said it well enough, but that your spirit is here right now to take whatever faults that I may have and use it now to draw people closer to you. That you would do that right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.